0: Yeah, what it is is I, I need uh, a shortcut that'll turn everything on. All right, hold on. Last one. All three recordings are started. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we, we won't lose the recording today. So, all right.
1: Famous last words.
0: Mm-hmm. What's going on today, Cam? Uh, not much. I got a
1: metric ton of sleep last night and it's like really overcast and dreary out so i kind of want to go back to bed after this but uh, so you know i'm uh rested and relaxed how are you
0: oh well it is wet outside here that's for sure but i had metal put in my mouth this week okay Yep. Can um, elaborate <laughs> so uh a few months ago i i had a tooth Uh, extracted right in the front and um and at the time they put in the bone graph and everything for an implant well i had the implant itself put in last wednesday and uh i will get my crown the first part of next year it's gotta gotta take three months to heal before i can have the crown put in so that's a lengthy procedure it's at minimum six months from beginning to end so wow yeah but it was not as bad as i thought it was going to be i had i had these images in my head because basically they're if you've done construction before you know you pre-drill your hole and then you put the screw in like that's about as simple as it is (laughs) but but they're doing that in your mouth (laughs) so it's like "Eh." yeah so that sounds painful well, you know, it did. I didn't feel a thing, and it uh, it started to ache and hurt a little bit as the the novocaine and everything was wearing off. But even that wasn't terrible. Um, and I would say by I this was ten o'clock in the morning that I went in for the appointment, and by about five or six o'clock uh, that evening, the pain was down to probably a one out of ten. Like it just it really wasn't that bad and it never really peaked over maybe like a four or five so it was just pressure like your mouth would it's not used to having that in there so it was just yeah. a little bit of pressure and the it was more the like the gums and the, the skin around it that was that was kind of inflamed and sore so but all right well i won't um, get into more detail than that i
1: was gonna say uh, it's been a great podcast we'll talk <laughs> to you next time
0: maybe we should have prepped the audience for that one but but all right. Yeah, so I thought I'd share that with you this morning. Mm-hmm. So
1: I appreciate that.
0: So something that you shared with me recently is uh you uh updated to Logos 10. Are you I did. bought Logos 10.
1: I yeah, I I went from from no Logos to to Logos 10. A whole so, lot
0: of Logos. A whole lot, yeah. So those of you who may be new to the show or uh, haven't caught our discussions on Logos, it is a Bible uh studying software. That that I've used for years, and uh, when we were talking here on the last episode, which was three weeks ago now, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we uh, Cam was interested in trying it, and maybe about a week later, you you sent me the uh, an image of the receipt that you had purchased it and you were downloading it and you are excited until you realized that the feature that you wanted you had to upgrade the package to get <laughs> but yeah but man it was it worth it
1: yeah so i initially got the silver package um which was great okay cool done got it trying to figure out okay how do i add my physical library to My Logos digital library because there's this new feature you can scan the the ISBN barcode and it will add if that book is also in Logos digital library will let Logos know that you have a physical copy of the book so in your study, if you're doing a study on a certain you know uh, verse, and you have a physical copy of a commentary that you've scanned in logos, you can, you know, do your research and say, oh, on page 247 of this commentary that you have the physical copy of, that's where it talks about this. So it helps you better search and better use your physical library by telling you all the places in all of your books where a certain word or person or concept is mentioned, which was great until I realized, as Mitch said, that's not included in the silver package, which I was... Um, not happy about because i was under the impression that it was in all the packages based on what i had watched and uh i was mad because i just spent a lot of money um and then i looked at what it would take to upgrade to gold and it was a lot more money and so i was very Mm -hmm. sad and then mitch was like oh but you can just upgrade the feature set you don't have to upgrade the library as well and i was like uh, come what or come again? Say what? And I looked, and it was still money, but much, much, much less money <laughs> a, to just upgrade the feature set. So, long story short, I can now scan my books.
0: Yeah, it was about a three hundred dollar difference, if my memory serves, between yeah, upgrading yeah. to the gold package and just upgrading to the full feature set. Yeah, so
1: it was a lot less money, which uh, is always a win. Yeah, and I have I have one row of books that I'm doing after the show, and I will have all of my books. All of my many, 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 many books, because um, I have a problem, uh, will be uh, added to Logos, and I'm happy about it.
0: Most of the Bible teachers and pastors that I know have way too many books, so <laughs> maybe too many you is know, not the right way to put uh, it, but a lot.
1: I think it's it's a um, character flaw that possess, that it just goes with the territory.
0: Yeah. So, anything that stands out to you that, that you're really digging right now in Lagos? Well, so,
1: one thing that I've never been good at is uh, sticking with, like, reading plans. Mm-hmm. You know? I start, with like, well wow, with all the good intentions, and then, like, four days in, I'm like, eh, and yeah, whatever. But because Logos is a is my study tool that I will use for preparing any, you know, Bible studies or lessons or any teaching. Um, The fact that I can have reading plans in my study tool and that they're one and the same has actually been um, a huge boost to me actually sticking with reading plans uh, for the past, you know, what, three weeks or two and a half weeks, whatever it's been. Because I know that any notes that I take, any highlights that I make, any notes that I take, are going to stay in my study tool. So if I ever teach on something that I've read in a reading plan, the notes and the highlights that I made during the reading plan will be there for me when I go to teach about it in the future. Um, and so that is actually it's a really simple thing, right? But having the study tool also be the one that I'm doing my my daily reading in um, is actually helping me stick with my daily reading on on a more far more consistent basis. Um, just for that simple connection um mm-hmm. and they i mean it, logos makes it really easy on your phone to just to do that um the other thing that's really helpful is they have a lot of like um like uh maps and stuff that you can use and so when i was teaching on uh, axe 2 um two weeks ago i was able to grab a map of all of the places that had people present at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and the disciples were speaking all the languages. I was able to show the people like this is where Jerusalem is, but this is all around the Mediterranean where all these people came from, what, what kingdoms they belong to, what empires they belong to, what languages they spoke. And it's like, God chose this point in time because people from all over the known world were there at one point to celebrate one festival. Um, and so it was it, even just having that was like, Oh man, great. I can just throw a map on a slide. Boom. We can talk about it. They can see it. Um, so that's cool. There's a ton of stuff that I have yet to dive into. Um but like having uh, like the Book of Common Prayer in here, like today is proper 26 and I can go into the morning and evening readings if I wanted to so I can get a little liturgy in my life because my church doesn't do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, but there's like there's like the studying the like individual like word studies and like some of the more advanced features that I've yet to dive into. Um, but all good things so far for me as far as Logos goes.
0: Yeah, and I, I've been using it for years, and I have to admit that I, there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't use, and and you know, or it just takes time to learn how to whiff, work it into your workflow. Because, like I was saying on the last episode, there is like three different ways to to look at the Greek when you're when you're looking at something in the New Testament. So it's kind of narrowing down like what do I want to accomplish and how do I go about doing that. Because so I can just mouse over the the uh, the word and it'll tell me at the bottom what the tense of the word is. It'll show me the uh, the what the word is in the Greek, or you can pull up the interlinear and see how it lays out with with the rest of the text in the interlinear, or you can uh, pull up a Bible word study, and you know there's just a lot of different ways to to do that one task depending on how deep you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, it's, like, I haven't really checked out the fact book a whole lot, and there's, like, guides and workflows, and, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I haven't touched the Canvas thing that you talked about. I really want to. Um...
0: The workflows are fun. Uh, You can create your own now in there, and so you can build a workflow to, like, I, I wanted to do one based on, Oh, I forget what the, uh, what the study was or it's a soap soap study, you know, style. And that's, um, just going through like step-by-step through the passage, writing it out and then, um, studying, looking for keywords, you know, uh, just going through step-by-step and I built out a whole workflow for that so that, uh, it would bring in the text. It would, uh, it would bring in like the important words in the text so I could look at it so it did a lot of the work for me but then I could go through and study it without having to do all the extra work that it was that goes into that kind of study so it was really good and there's some good workflows in there already so some pre-made ones
1: yeah I just need to spend more time with it and i'm teaching bible study next uh uh, sunday so i will be spending (laughs) more time in it this week as i finish as i finalize my uh my outline
0: so i'm learning there is a couple you can class applications or programs if you're coming from the windows side um there are like applications or apps that you can run that do like a handful of really good things and and what serve their purpose for what they are And then there's programs like, or apps like, uh, Obsidian. Um, I think you could class Scrivener in for this. Logos definitely falls into this category that are almost like they're an operating system inside of an operating system. They're so complex and they've got so much that you can do with them that, uh, and you can continually expand it depending on what you, you know, what the, the app is. Obviously Scrivener really doesn't have a lot of expansion to it, but but they're apps that are designed for a very specific purpose, but because they're so packed with stuff, like and and not hard to use, but just they're so packed with with good stuff. It's like you think to yourself, I find this a lot with a Mac where you're like, well, I really would like to do it this way. Let me try something. And it's like, oh, it does it that way. And, of course, I get my little delight. But um, Logos can be like that sometimes, too. It's like, oh, I really want to do this thing. Um, let me see if I can do it. And so you go in and you look and usually there's, there's something close. It may not be exactly the way you think it should be the way it's not done exactly the way you think it should be, but it, uh, it definitely, it definitely is set up in a way that you can accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, the, the uh, operating system. Mm -hmm like unto itself
0: yeah very accurate way to put it mm-hmm. well very cool man well today we wanted to talk about mac os ventura all right well you've been using logos for a little i'm not logos uh mac os ventura for a little bit uh what are your initial impressions of that
1: i really like stage manager and i wish it worked on a stinking ipad <laughs>
0: I've been digging it. it. There's some quirky things about it, but uh, but Stage Manager, I think, is a really interesting way to deal with apps. Like right now, I have one stage that's all the stuff that I need for doing the podcast, and that's what I'm looking at right now. So I've got you on one side of my screen. I've got uh, Safari and um, Numbers in the uh, on the other side because we have our uh, show doc in Numbers. But then along along the side, I've got some stuff from my uh, my class the other night that I had set up. I have uh, one of the three ways I'm recording today is shoved off into Stage Manager, and a couple other things. So I've got I've actually got four stages off to the side, or four piles off to the side, and uh, and then on stage right now is uh, is my podcast stuff. So I'm liking it.
1: Yeah, it's the continuity camera thing is pretty cool too. I messed it up. Mm-hmm. So I have I have Ventura on my work machine, which is an M1 MacBook Pro. Um, I have yet to put it on my personal machine, which is an M1 MacBook Air, um, because I have audio things on the air and I need to make sure everything's cool. And my work machine, you know, runs uh, really basic stuff. So I have um, the way I have it set up is I have um, one stage that's got Teams and Outlook in it. So my two communication apps, then I've got one that has Safari in it, one that has Notion in it. Cause that's where I keep all my work notes and project notes and stuff like that. And then one that has things. So I can just easily switch between, you know, what I'm doing and still see things off to the side and only have one space, which is great. So I'm not, I had like spaces for all that stuff. And I was like, I had like four or five throughout the day, depending on what I had open. Um, which I appreciate in the sense that it gave me the most green real estate possible, but also it's annoying. It's better to have piles or stacks or I know is the technical is is the accurate term pile. Cause that's unfortunate.
0: That is the accurate term. And uh, if you listen, not to this last week's connected, but the week before that, uh, you'll get uh, Mike Hurley's um, take on the word piles, which was hilarious. Phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it means something else in British English. That so it does. We'll just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> we will. <very> well.
1: <laughs> but yeah, but the continuity camera is fun. Um, I wanna, I wanna mess with some of my coworkers with it, but I haven't had the right. This week was a pretty tense week. A lot of stuff uh, at work was just kind of like hectic, so I gotta wait till things are a little more uh, chill before I start messing with them with the camera. It'd just be fun to like be at my desk and then, you know, have have my camera where it usually is, and then all of a sudden, like walk across the room and like yeah, <laughs> like Mitch is slowly zooming in on his face right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what... using the center stage feature, all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, and and I, I don't of...
0: I don't hate the center stage feature, yeah. but it uh, it uses the ultra wide camera on your on your iPhone, so your the quality of the the image goes down so yeah
1: and you can only use the back cameras right
0: correct well mm, i think so yeah i think that's right
1: well yeah so th- i mean those are the two main features right that are like os specific that aren't like updates to safari or updates to messages or you know whatever that you get across the board mm-hmm. um that at least that i a remember and two stand out to me as is, is you know nice new features to have
0: and they've got, uh, I was just cycling through them, but they've got, like, the portrait where it blurs the background. Uh-huh. they got studio light, so it, like, darkens everything around you. And they have desk view, too, which, for me, where the way I have it mounted is really useless. I don't know if I, if I can show you this, but uh, literally you can see my belly and my hands. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that on the camera or not.
1: No, I just zoomed in on your face is all it did. Oh, I forgot about desk view. I completely forgot about that.
0: I think, you know, it would work okay on a laptop where you can push the laptop back on the desk and have mm-hmm. space in front of it. But I've got it mounted like two and a half feet off my desk on top of my my iMac, which is on top of a stand on my mm-hmm. desk. So it's way up there and it just it ends up just showing my belly and my hands and nobody wants to see that.
1: Yeah, let's, let's just keep the podcast rolling <laughs> right along
0: before we like totally move away from uh, stage manager there was one thing one feature request i have for stage um, manager and that yeah. is being able to pin windows to your desktop so here, here's what i mean so right now you and i are re- are recording and we're on zoom mm-hmm. and i would like to pin zoom to the to the desktop and then everything that's in stage manager, be able to pull stage manager stuff in without ever losing the the zoom window. As it is right now, when, when I go, when I move off to another stage, the zoom window goes with it. And, uh, and I would like to be able to pin things to the desktop so that I don't lose them.
1: Gotcha. You know what I would like in this, I, me and, uh, Mike, agree on this from Connected. Mm -hmm. It is so annoying that if I have a window open and I just want to open Finder to get to another document, it opens Finder in a new stage. No, Mm -hmm. no, just open Finder here. Yeah. Give me the option. When I open a new program, open it in a new stage or open it in the one I'm in and let that be a toggle. Mm -hmm. That's so dumb.
0: Even if it's like a control click or a command click to do it. Control click.
1: Something. Yeah. Like, let me... Let me have the option to open it in the Sage I'm in, or in a new one, or in the background, like I can with tabs in Safari. Mm -hmm.
0: How do you feel about the fact that it, by default, it hides all the all your app i or all your icons on the desk desktop?
1: Um, I don't really have any icons on my desktop, so it does. I didn't even notice.
0: So I have um, a handful of uh, icons on my desktop and um i just keep like my current files on there because with uh with dropbox i can go in and actually grab stuff off my desktop or i can save stuff to the desktop and then it's there when when i'm uh when i want to go look for it later so it just makes it a little bit easier for me to manage active files and stuff like that that i'm working on but i only get it if i click on the desktop and I can toggle it off by clicking again on the desktop. So I kind of like it, but in most cases it is an extra step to go, go to that, but there is a toggle to turn that off. So, uh, in the, the one place where it did run, I did run into an issue is I had, uh, downloaded some images that I wanted to use in a, uh, pixel um, project that I was working on. And as I, what I Usually what I would have done is grabbed off the desktop and just dragged and dropped it into uh, Pixelmator. But the minute I click on the desktop, Pixelmator shoots off into, into a pile um, in Stage Manager and brings up the desktop. So now I don't have the two things together. I can't see Pixelmator anymore to drag it and drop it in there. And you would think, well, if that's going to be the case, then I'm just going to grab this image and drag it over to the pile where Pixelmator just went to. Well, it doesn't work there either because you would think that I would pop open Pixelmator because it's what, it's what I want to use. It's what I'm over, you know, trying to evoke mm-hmm. and, and it didn't work. So I ended up having to just copy and paste them into a uh, Pixelmator to, and do it that way. So. Which is but,
1: hysterical because copy and paste is like some of the oldest tech mm-hmm. <laughs> ever that drag and drop was supposed to replace, but.
0: Yeah. It still works though. So it's good. So as we were talking yeah. about, con- we talked about continuity camera. I think that was one of the other big things. Uh, have you been in uh, the new system settings yet? Yeah. It's, uh,
1: <laughs> I think it's
0: hysterical that you can't make it wider.
1: Like you're just not allowed. Like, no. Yeah. It's, it's that pixel width and you will deal with it.
0: It's like this little tiny thing on my pay- I'm on this huge screen and I can't make it bigger.
1: Uh-huh especially when you're in stage manager too like it's just floating there
0: yeah and and again like i just opened it and all of my podcast uh windows moved off into a pile Mm -hmm. so i should be able to pull that i mean i'm glad
1: that it got some attention but i'm not glad at the type of attention
0: it got if that makes sense I, I don't hate the way it looks. Um, I just,
1: I still think it's, I I I will literally say half the time I go in there, I don't know where the thing I want to find is.
0: Well, I think that was it, that was kind of the case before, too. I don't think they really. No, no, no. It's always
1: yeah. been the case. So, so what I'm saying is the attention that I wish it had gotten was a better structuring or architecture of where things are and how you find them. Mm-hmm. Um, not just a fresh coat of paint.
0: I hope my, that's coming in a future update.
1: I, you know, I just, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: the the fixed width thing, you know, it, it, whatever. But like things are still not any easier to find. Mm-hmm. That's my one complaint with with system preferences is that, and it's called it's a different name on Mac than it is on iOS. Even yeah. though they're the same icon and they do the same thing, why yep. is one settings and one system? Like, why can't they have the same name?
0: Well, it should be st- half the
1: time. I, half yeah. the time, I invoke Raycast to open it. I type in settings. Oh no, it's called something different. <laughs>
0: it's so dumb. Well, at least now it's system settings instead of system preferences. So but did you, they change the name? Yeah, mm-hmm. but okay, I wish so. they would have just made just had it called settings instead of mm-hmm. having to be system settings. So that's a minor nitpick in my in my opinion, but. It is what it is. <laughs> Preferences definitely was a bigger di- differentiation between the two. Yeah,
1: now at least if I type in set, it'll show up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like it. I mean that that's that's better than, than nothing. But yeah, I wish things. I, I honestly, I just type in the search bar whenever I go there because I just I'm tired of trying to find where the thing I want is.
0: I think that's that's generally what most people are doing or a lot of people that I've heard talk about this that's what they're doing so so I'm I'm in favor of doing it that way So I actually you said something about Raycast um I got rid of Launchbar and Raycast um I was I was using both of them I use I've been using Launchbar since I bought a, my first Mac yeah, like twelve years ago, and then this just recently I tried Raycast. I like it. I don't dislike it, but but I took that off my machine because I really wanted to try the new Spotlight because I like the way the new Spotlight works or that looks. And yet, I don't. How do you get it to come up? I'm. What do you mean? If I hit Command Spacebar, mm-hmm. which should be the uh, the thing, you know how you use it. It should pop up with a thing in the, on the middle of the screen. Well, it doesn't do that.
1: Well, you might have to go back to your settings to reset it because when you installed Launch Bar or Raycast, did you set those to Command Space?
0: I did, but I went back in to change that. The one, the one thing that, one of the other things that's irritating me. Uh, let's look. It seems like. Um, siri wants to use that command Uh, spotlight huh so apparently there is no uh place to set the shortcut for spotlight in the siri and spotlight settings so so let's go on a journey together (laughs) let's figure out how we're going to do this um Keyboard shortcuts. Under keyboard? I believe so. Okay, there's keyboard shortcuts. Click on keyboard shortcuts. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Keyboard. Oh, spotlight. Oh, there it is. Okay, I think it should be working now. Let me try it. Oh, well, it works now. Sweet. All right. So that was my, that was my problem. Woohoo! Yeah. So, but, but don't you think that they, they should, I would just like it if they would, uh, if they had a setting for something in, like for Spotlight, it seems like the keyboard setting for Spotlight should be in the Syrian Spotlight category instead of having to go to keyboards for it. Or, you know what? We, our computers are smart. We should, we should be able to have a checkbox in both of those locations
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and they be consistent with one another. It just makes sense to me, I guess. Agreed. Craziness. So anyway, no, I haven't used the new Spotlight a whole lot. It was annoying me a little bit that, uh, that I had to, I, I thought I had to use Siri to do Spotlight, but they changed the shortcut on that. Uh, it used to be, I think, you held down the FN key or something like that to um, to to bring up Siri. Now it, you just hold down a Command Spacebar, and it pulls Siri up. So that's how I shut off kind my of... Mac when I when I put it put it to sleep. Because it makes me tell Siri to... to shut it down. I I do. I I say, uh, "Hey, hey, lady in the tube." she's not really the lady in the tube. But hey, computer, uh, well, what would I usually say? Go to sleep, or put my iMac to sleep, and the screen blinks off, and I walk out of my studio. You should have it be like initiate shutdown protocols. <laughs> I'm afraid of what that might do.
1: <laughs> Some annoying countdown. Yeah. Ten
0: nine eight we're all gonna die so because you don't have ventura on the computer you're using there we couldn't try uh safari shared tab groups um this week but maybe next week or next next time we record but uh but i i thought that would be a lot of fun because i could throw a bunch of you know, for the show, we could throw all of our tabs in and things we want to talk mm-hmm. about, and then we could follow along with each other and have, you know, not have to be like, oh, here's the link for this. You know, you could just have it open already. So we'll see how that works uh, in the future. But, but, uh, yes. but yeah. To be determined. To be continued. Um, a lot of the same messages stuff that was in uh, iOS and Mac OS, or I'm sorry, iPad OS, um, being able to, what is it, uh, edit messages, delete messages. Have you had any experience with that yet?
1: Um, I have actually been able to uh, unsend a message so that I could fix some typos that autocorrect got me on and then mm-hmm. send back, which I was like, oh, that is a lovely feature.
0: Yeah, i I use a lot of the swipe typing when I'm texting my wife. And for some reason, when I swipe for is just I S it puts odds a O D D S in instead of I S and I don't know why, but just weird. So I, I have to go in there every once in a while and edit that. And I've edited that a few times. And then the other day I, it happened to me again. So I went in and I just, I just typed like did it the old way we used to do it is just send another message with the correct word in it. So, mm-hmm. and you know, you'd make the deduction, which word was wrong and whatever. But, uh, but then I was like, oh wait, I can edit that. So I went and edited the message and then I unsent the, uh, the second message that corrected the first message and was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. And the animation is cute when you unsend a message because it just kind of like, Psh, like shreds into a bunch of little pieces and, and disappears. So that's a little
1: piece of whimsy. Why not?
0: Yep. Apple's good at that. That's one one thing that I really appreciate about Apple's design.
1: They don't overdo it though, which is nice.
0: Right. I don't think we really have anything to say about shared photo library yet. Um I sent a sent something to my wife a while back and we haven't been able to do anything with it so um and quite honestly I'm a little bit scared <laughs> of, of uh having a shared photo library because I think you can still look at your own personal stuff, but I had an opportunity recently because I was trying to find a picture for her, um, on her phone. And I have an opportunity to look at all the pictures that she has on her phone. I don't want any of those pictures on my phone. I don't need them. <laughs> it's got a bunch of pictures of kids that she, uh, babysits and different things like that. And I'm just like, I gain no value from that. So, it was like two pictures of me. I've scrolled for a long time. It was like two <laughs> pictures of me in there. But Wow. Well, you my, know where you stand now. My phone has way too many pictures of me on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. Oh boy. Um I think we talked about most of what uh most of the new stuff here. Uh, there's a lot of collaboration features that they, that they, uh,
1: oh, you know what? We haven't talked about yet.
0: What's that? Freeform. I haven't seen Freeform yet. It's, is it in the beta? Maybe it's in the beta. I, I think, think it's,
1: it's in the 16.2 beta. beta. Man, I got all excited. Never mind.
0: No, we'll talk about it when it releases for sure. But, uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I got off the beta tracks. So, um, so I'm not, I'm off the betas, but, uh, I'm about,
1: I'm about to install 16.2 on my phone right now. Oh,
0: I'm glad I'm happy for you.
1: I thought I'd already done that, but apparently I only downloaded mm. it did not install.
0: Mm. But there's some, uh, I think some of the new collaboration features on here are interesting. Uh, you can use, uh, uh face FaceTime and messages to collaborate on different things um they show using facetime gaming together <laughs> which sure freeform Mitch,
1: you want to you want to facetime while i play backgammon on my phone <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could play backgammon together actually i have no idea how to play it but. Oh, that's a fun game but we, uh, I'm looking at Freeform right now, and this would be an interesting way to do show notes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was why I was going to bring it up.
0: Yeah, far more visual, and uh, I think you can like paste links into it and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you can do images, rich links, text. Yeah, you can draw. I'm pretty sure. So
0: mm-hmm. could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I would love to be able to talk about pass keys, but there's, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had anything pop up that has offered pass key yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else to talk about. Looks okay, like, bye. looks like the clock app is available on the, on oh, on boy. Mac OS now. Watch out. Yeah. Where, where do you even find that? use spotlight man this could be the game changer if they if uh this is this is cool here you're right let's use spotlight and see if we can find the clock oh look at that i found the clock Hmm. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about in mac os ventura
1: um no, just any time that I hear it I wanna make Ace Ventura quotes. That's mm-hmm. really all but I'll save you all from from that.
0: All right. Well, you know what we can do now? We can talk about what's uh what's delighting us. Oh <laughs> well, what's delighting you today, Cam? Uh college basketball
1: is back. I watched the University of Michigan men's basketball team play an exhibition game last night against Ferris State, and uh, their first official game is Monday. But it's back, and I'm excited because college basketball is just a ton of fun, and I enjoy it. Uh, You know? So it, it makes me happy to think that in a mere 48 hours, I can watch them again. And it actually counts this time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of new, there's a lot of new, uh, kids on Michigan's team this year, So it's just exciting when there's a lot of new players to, you know, get to know and figure out who you like and who's overrated or who's underrated or, you know, that's the thing I like most about college sports is the turnover. You know, you don't have guys, you don't have the same quarterback for 18 years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, which and kudos to those guys in the NFL that can pull that off—they're the best in the planet. I get it, but I, the thing to me about college sports that I enjoy is—is is the turnover. Is the it, every year is different. It's a, it's a new team. Um, there's there's always you know storylines that carry over, but new people to meet, new stories to hear, and they do a really good job in college athletics of. of highlighting the human side of the kids and the and the vignettes they do, you know, during halftime or before or after the game, the interviews with the kids. Um, it's, I like that more um, than some of the stuff you get with pro stuff. So not to say, I, don't, I mean, I love the NBA too, but I don't know. I'm just excited and I'm rambling now. So I'm going to stop and uh, go blue. All right. What's delighting you? Yeah.
0: Well, I, as you were talking about that, I'm trying to open it up here on my Mac. And there we go. Now I'm signed in. So I was listening to MacBreak Weekly this last week. And the, Alex Lindsay, who I enjoy a lot of his stuff, and a lot of the recommendations that he gives had a recommendation that I thought was absolutely awesome. Excuse me, I gotta adjust my chair. I have the, I have an incredible sinking chair. So it just kinda likes to scoot down a little bit at a time, so I gotta adjust it every once in a while. Um, This is an app called Moises. And what it does, it's available for the Mac. It's available online. And it is available for the iPhone and iPad. And what you do is you upload audio, uh, a song, uh, to the to the uh, the service. And then it's one that you technically should own. Um, so it's an MP3 that that you have on your drive or on your in um, iTunes or something like that. It's something that you own that you have the right to upload. And it takes and it breaks it down into all the stems. So this AI goes through and figures out what's the vocal track, what's the the bass track, what's the drum track, and it separates oh, no it way. all out into individual tracks. Oh, Mitchell, <clears throat> you shouldn't have showed me this. I, I told you before the show, you're going to like know. this one. Oh man! So now when you now right now I'm on the free account, which will give you uh, four tracks. So you get the vocals, the drums, and the bass split out, and then you have other, which is just everything else that's in the it's that's in the audio. When you pay for that, it will break it down into more tracks. It'll also give you a bunch of other features as well. But what this is cool for is if you want to sing along with the song, that but you want to cut the vocals out, you can do that. If you want to learn the bass line for the song and you you're having trouble hearing it. You can turn everything else down and just listen to the bass line um, or bring everything up just a little bit but have the bass line a little bit louder. You know, those sorts of things. So you have complete control. And on top of that, you can export this and, and take this into uh, Logic or Adobe Audition and mess, mess around with it. So it's cool. So here I've got a, I've got a song that I uploaded from Shane and Shane. There's the D one of my favorites of theirs but if I want to sing along which I won't uh, I won't do so this on the show I can pull the vocal down so that all you're getting is all the vo- or all the the music or if we want to we can isolate the bass I can't isolate the bass because there's not much bass there right now Wait for the bass to come in. So now the bass is coming in. It didn't do a great job of pulling that up. So now we're gonna we'll bring the the other music back up and in. bring the vocals back in so, so you can play around with the the audio uh, quite a bit to you know be able to learn a song or to uh, to like I said create an accompaniment if you want to you know those sorts of things so thought that was re- thought that was a really cool uh, cool app that he uh, talked about on the show the other day and thought I would share it here. free yeah and it's not expensive either you know it's like four dollars a month or forty dollars a year for the subscription to this so you know if this is something that you're going to use a lot certainly would be worth the the extra money um Uh it will it does go through and let me bring up the the product page here so i can look at this um, it does the AI audio separation. Uh, it's got a smart metronome and speed changer, so you can change the speed of the music if, if you want to make it a little faster, a little slower. Maybe mm-hmm. you're practicing something that's really hard and you want to slow it down a little bit. Yep, I'm
1: already thinking about how I'm going to slow Polyphia songs down so I can learn the guitar parts. <laughs> oh,
0: boy! <laughs> um, there's a pitch changer uh, and with AI key detection. Mm-hmm. They have chord that's detection. Cool.
1: Because if you want to learn to sing a Shane and Shane song, but you can't sing as high as they do, you can drop it
0: two steps and then
1: mm-hmm. sing along. That's cool.
0: Which is a problem for me. So <laughs> uh, the, There's chord detection. So if you want to play along with the song, it, it uh, shows you the chords as, as the song's playing. So it's very cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. So that's Moises. I will put that in the show notes for those of you listening. If you want to check that out, even if you just uh, sign up for the the free account and you play around with it a little bit here and there, I think it's still worth free. So, but and there are features in here like the smart metronome, the uh, the chord detection that it will give you a little bit, but then it cuts it off at some point. And then you would need to subscribe to the app to get the full feature. So cool, cool. Very cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, this
0: is uh It's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're already playing with it.
1: Not not yet. But right. I, I just real-time follow-up.
0: Yeah. I I did
1: the Sixteen point two update and it put freeform on my home screen.
0: So, oh, right on, cool, cool. I don't want it on my home screen. Have I sh-
1: have I shown you my my new uh, my new iPhone setup, Mitch?
0: No, you have not.
1: Okay, this this is my home screen. And no you... apps, and just one folder in the dock. Yeah, I have. So the folder is called Essentials. And it's hmm. just uh it's what eighteen apps okay. in each. Um and I have sign I went through and I went through all my notifications and like pretty much turned everything off outside of like phone calls and text messages. Mm-hmm. Um and then I also did the same with my email. I went through and unsubscribed from like ninety five percent of the crap I was getting. It is so nice. Yeah. I, I took off a lot of the content consumption apps off my phone, too. I, I have the, the one I still have on here that I would consider content consumption, right? It would be Instagram. But, like, other than that, like, I don't have YouTube on here. I even took the athletic off. Um, so I'm using my phone, I'm trying to use my phone much less, yeah. which is nice. And it's just, and it, I love the, 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 uh, um, the background like those ferns, mm-hmm. it just fades to black. It's just yeah. pretty, and it looks on the lock screen too. The black really helps with the clock, and the just mm. yeah, it makes me happy.
0: That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, so maybe been, that's what's delighting me too.
0: Yeah, I've been using the weather lock screen, so it's been kind of fun. And I've got a a, uh, orange gradient set up for my work, uh, my work focus. So then I have, oh, what's nice about that is then I have uh, the Todoist um, task edit uh, widget on the the home screen. So that, you know, if I'm getting a walk at work, uh, I can go through and just hit that and add my to-dos real quick. So I don't have to go through the lock screen. Don't have to open an app. I don't have to, you know. I can just hit that button and and th- jump. She throws me right into uh, To Doist with the with the task open, ready to be edited. So that works out really nice. I like that. So very good. I started using drafts a little bit again recently too. No, I found. Really. Yeah, I found myself. Um, With the biblical study or the biblical counseling study that I've been doing and a few other things, just having things pop up that it's like, I need, I want to write that down somewhere. But my system wasn't really developed well enough to say, I want to put this here or I want to put this there, you know? And to me, for stuff like that, obsidian is what I would like to throw it into, but do you keep a file with that information on it do you add it to your dashboard like where do you put it with drafts I just pop open drafts type it in close drafts and I'm done and uh and I can worry about what I'm going to do with that later so it's just a good place to the good little inbox to just throw your text into and deal with it when you've got time to deal with it so
1: Yeah. Drafts is one of those that's been around forever and I've Mm -hmm. tried it on multiple occasions. It's just never clicked for me and I've wanted it to, um, but it's just never clicked for me. Um, But I'm glad that it works for you because it's, it's usually one of the more um, well-built apps. It uses a lot of over, over its history. It's been an early adopter of a lot of the new technologies in iOS. Um, So I wanted it to work for me. It just doesn't. I'm glad that you found it again and that it works because it seems like an incredibly helpful app if you can find a way to use it.
0: Well, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like maybe back in the day, if somebody carried a little notebook with them to just jot down a note. Oh, hey, that's something I want to remember. I'm going to jot that down. You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of one of those things where it's like when you don't have a place for this text to go, but you want to put it somewhere, uh, like I'll just hear somebody say something, I'll be like, ooh, that's that's really smart, but I don't want to forget that. So I just pop open drafts and I type it out real quick and throw my phone back in my pocket and I'll figure out where that's going to go later, But uh, or if I'm even going to keep it. Maybe, you know, a week from now I look back on it and I'm like, actually, that wasn't that smart. <laughs>
1: Turns out that person's an idiot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so maybe it's just something that, that you didn't, I just decided I didn't want to keep, you know, and then I can get rid of it. The other thing is, the other thing is that part of the biblical counseling stuff that I'm doing talks about uh, scripture saturization. Uh, The idea of like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with neuroplasticity, the Mm -hmm. idea that you can kind of rewrite your brain to, um, to refocus it on things on different things than what, it, what it used to be focused on. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're finding a lot of success in treating like trauma victims and stuff like that with, with, um, with these types of saturations. And so in some cases they're talking like, take a verse for like a week and say it out loud a hundred times a day, which sounds crazy. But if you think about it, um, one one of the uh, one of the instructors was saying, "Well, before I eat dinner, uh, I will just say my verse twelve times, and that's thirty six times a day, right there. Before before I anytime I eat, I will mm-hmm. say my verse uh, twelve times. And uh, and what I've been doing is I I created a widget with the Widgetsmith, where I'll put the um, a verse that's on my mind right now, or like something that I'm just trying to." um, focus on and kind of really get to stick. I'll put that right, right in uh widget Smith. Um, uh, what's the word, the widget, uh, to, so that every time I open my phone, it's like, boom, it's right there. And that, that works really well for me to do that. I don't read it out loud or anything like that, but it works really well. But sometimes you run across a verse and it's like, man, I really want to remember that verse later and I started using drafts for that, just copy and pasting it into drafts. And then later on, I, as I'm going through drafts, figuring out what I'm gonna do with all these things, I just, I'll look at that and I'll read it again and you know, figure out where I wanna save it. So it works real nice. That is clever. Cool. We got a little extra in there. That's good. That's all right. A little post show. I don't mind that at all. It's good stuff. So, well, if you are looking for more information about these two handsome men that you've been listening to for the last hour, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they don't have pictures to reference, so we're just going to go with that. Actually, there might be on our on our website, but uh, you yeah. can check out Inner Our back catalog is there. And one thing that I do did want to mention is that I've been looking for a place to blog. Uh, it's not like anything super crazy or extensive, or even that I'm going to post regularly or anything like that. But I'd forgotten that the service that we use for uh, Inner Dialogue has the ability to have a blog page. So, oh yeah, uh, being that uh, Cam and I both have access to that, I would invite you if you if you have anything that you want to share on there to throw that up there i'm not looking for it to be like your magnum opus up there or anything like that but if there's any like small little things that we want to share that we encounter uh throughout the week or you know or we don't use it at all whatever it is available at interdialogue.show so check that out i made that page active this morning uh there's nothing up there yet so you know keep your keep your uh expectations low when we should be able to meet them so or you just won't be disappointed as much. <laughs> but uh, if you do want to find out more information about the two of us, you can check out mitchcraig.online uh for all of my information and socials. And Cam and, uh
1: cambrennan.com.
0: All right, cambrennan.com. And I did finally get my URL or my uh my um yeah, my URL, my domain. Uh, pointed at my new bio site. So bio.sites, uh, it is through um, it's something that uh, squarespace just started uh, through the through unfold I don't know if they call it unfold or what the app is yeah. unfold, but you're mm-hmm. able to create biosites and it's whatever it is it's bio.site slash whatever your username is. Um, so it's a little bit like the old uh, about me pages from years ago. Mm-hmm. So you can go up there, you can put all your social media stuff in there, and it'll put a link to all your social media. and then you can put website links and stuff like that, and you can uh, you can play around with a lot of the features that they have. If you want extra features, they do have plans that you can purchase to um, get more features and more capabilities. Uh, but the but what I'm doing is just the very, very simple. And they're designed uh, primarily for mobile devices, uh, not necessarily for um, looking. Turns at... out I have one. You do? <laughs> I forgot okay. I made one. <laughs> <laughs> so my
1: link in my Instagram profile.
0: Yeah. So it's it's a really kind of a a nice little, quick, almost like a digital business card for you. So that's kind of how I see it. So cool. Check us out. And, uh, why are we, uh, we switching our recording now, or do we want to record next week?
1: Uh, let me think about that. I got to look at the calendar.
0: Gotcha. Um, so anyway, we are, we are a week off just because, uh, Cam had some stuff going on last week. Um, but it gave us both another week with, uh, macOS Ventura and, uh, Cam a little bit more time with Logos. So I think it worked out really well for us. So very cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we do appreciate all the uh, all our loyal listeners. And if you've got friends you think that would enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, let them know about it. If you have the ability, and I don't we don't talk about this much because we don't uh, necessarily try to pander a whole lot, but uh, it would be really, really helpful for us if you do enjoy the show to uh, head up to um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. And uh, give us a five star rating. Tell them why you love us, and we'd appreciate that. Um, or uh, like for Overcast, I know you can favorite episodes, and the more favorite episodes that we get, uh, the more um, the more attention that we get on the platform. Different things like that it would help us out a lot. We'd appreciate it. So
1: cool! I'm so glad you do that, and not me. I do what? That you 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 actually ask the people to do that because i'd be like I if you if you want please I, it'd be i would be awkward about it so i'm glad that you take the initiative
0: it's all those years in radio <laughs> i i got lots of opportunities to pander to the audience <laughs> man if i had a buck for every time i read a live promo on the air or something like that i would be i'd be rolling in it right now but most of those promos are free so
1: right well
0: very good tally ho sir it's been fun thanks again we'll see you next time